Yeah, Nico, that's so sick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Make It a Double podcast. Um, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that we usually start by recapping our week, um, have a trade-up challenge that we usually have some updates for, and usually have a, a topic that we want to discuss, but we're back after quite a hiatus. So quite a hiatus, for sure. We're just going to chat and catch up. Um, I'm Michael, here with my brother Nico. How's it been? It's been good. Happy to be back. Before we get going, we've got to do our traditional cheers, though, right? But I got to do a cheers. Better got to do it. <laughs> cheers, brother. What are you drinking? Maker's Mark and Coke. Really creative. I tried to make an old fashioned. It's just not hitting, but it's high new west. Fashion? What? Just new fashion? Yeah. Old busted. <laughs> new hotness. So I, I told Julie I was going to go down to the bodega and get some cocktail stuff so that we could have a drink together for this. And I got down there. And I was like, hmm, what should I get? And uh, there's like this the, this guy behind, that works there every night. And he's this kind of old grumpier guy. <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, well, you got at least 20 minutes because I'm closing right at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Dead serious. Like he thought maybe I was going to take 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that make you feel knowing that you're the guy that walks in apparently just with a face going, oh, this guy's going to be fucking forever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hmm, I really should have thought about this before I got here. You walked in looking lost. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, dude, you got 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm You've got up. 20 minutes and then I'm out of here. And then you're going to have to go hang out at the laundromat across the street. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> exactly. So um, I think that the last episode we had was the live episode in Long Beach. And fuck, does that feel like it's been a really long time? It's because it has. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I think you told me yesterday when we were we were talking about, OK, we're going to we're going to do this. You said it was April 5th or 2nd? 2nd. <laughs> April 2nd. <laughs> yeah. So a lot has happened in the last, you know, time Multiple months. <laughs> several months. It's September 3rd now, so uh, yeah. five months or so. But I think it's appropriate to give a, a little bit of a update. You know, there's a lot different going on in your life. There's a lot different going on in my life. Yeah. So the last, so I on my Instagram, if I go back to April 2nd, the picture that I posted was when we when I was out there and we went to the lighthouse and took pictures of the shoreline and stuff like that. Oh, and really? So that was that's oh, that was okay. on April 2nd that I posted it. Nice. Which I think makes sense because it would have taken you a day or so to edit the episode. But I mean, since then, as I scroll through this, like I have been taking pictures for Vittoria. Um, Oh, so when I was out there, I was still with this tech company, but I was trying to build up kind of the photography business and the side business. And um, through people that we know, I actually booked like a, you know, the biggest deal that I've had to date and on like a recurring subscription type thing where I was taking photos for their Instagram. And then there was a, you know, separate add-on service where I was actually managing the Instagram uh, engaging with their 
community and similar accounts and doing the posting and captions and stuff like that. So I mean, I, I'm still working with them and that's been really, really great. And it's kind of helped me create like a model that I would like to get a couple of other clients on. Um, have been doing the photography and Fervency Media stuff full time for I think since the beginning of July. So about two months now. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently got back from Alaska where we shot some engagement photos. That Take was a minute at- for that. Take a minute for that. <clears throat> what what would what did you go to alaska for and and how was it so it was our buddy spencer um one of the original dozes from high school <laughs> he's uh got engaged not too long ago and they were going to get married in alaska but then started thinking about the logistics of getting everybody up there and where they were actually thinking of getting married is actually kind of a distance from the airport and so i mean similar to your wedding you know, but I think they just thought about it and was like that, especially with COVID, they were like, this just sounds like it's going to be a nightmare. So they, they're like, let's just get married in Salt Lake. And Skylar and I were actually over at their house having dinner. And selfishly, I was like, well, if you're not going to get married in Alaska, we should go shoot the engagement photos in Alaska (laughs) because they had already decided that I was going to shoot their engagements. And they were like, that's actually a really good idea. And then we started talking about, I was like, honestly, you buy my flight out there. I'll shoot your photos. That's like, that's a fair trade. <laughs> awesome. so they flew me and sky out there. And, uh, Alaska is absolutely magic. Like there's no other way to describe it. Yeah. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be, man. The, the photos that you posted on Instagram, just the few that you've done so far, it looked incredible for sure. It looked like just an amazing trip and you captured some amazing footage and, I'm really happy you got to do that. It looked so yeah. cool. It was very, very, like, not validating, but it gave me tons of credibility. Because, like, telling people that I have, you know, got flown to Alaska to take photos, and then, you know, it just gave me access. Like, I feel like I am getting better as a photographer. Like, I just talked to some of our friends at dinner tonight about this. How, like, they were like, look at your pictures from a year ago and where you are now. And it, it's it's a lot of growth. And... I think that's just most things you get better with practice, but um, it also really helps when you can go stand on the edge of a cliff in Hatcher Pass, Alaska. Sure. I mean, but I mean, I wouldn't cut yourself short because obviously I'm not a photographer, but when I look at your work, it really does look really polished and professional. And I mean, shit, even those magazine little edits you did, they looked they looked editorial to me. Those hit the explore page. Yeah. Those are my, I think some of my first photos to ever, cause Instagram's analytics will tell you like of the engagement you got on a post where it came from. And I've been working with somebody who actually has been helping me with my hashtags. And so I'll get like 1500 impre- impressions just from hashtags, which is huge. That's something we could probably cover in another episode. Um, especially with how weird Instagram is being lately. But, um, the picture of Spencer alone and then the couple's picture both hit the explore page and it was only like nine or 10 impressions, but it was cool to see that like, yeah, my photos hit the explore page and that's how some people found me. And then also, I don't know when this started, but, um, at the very bottom of the analytics, if you click on a single post and you click on those analytics, it'll say follows like how many people followed you because of that post. Mm -hmm. And every single picture from Alaska is like four or more four or five, six followers from a single post. So did you choose to promote those then? To no. Try... 
You should, right? Like if you I see definitely a, should. Have. <laughs> if you see a photo that's like performing well, don't you want to like push the spend money button? Yeah, that probably would have been smart. So, would you? You know, there's. You obviously have seen a difference in the quality of your photography and the quality of your work from one year ago. If you were giving advice to a photographer or yourself from one year ago and they wanted to improve what they were doing, like what do you think has been the biggest difference or what would be your suggestion to kind of take that, take it to the next level that's really made the change from one year ago to today? Um, practice for sure. I mean, I, I bought a pack of like base sets. So like they're kind of like presets, but they're not you know, one click edits, it just, it sets kind of a tone for the photo. And then you still have to adjust shadows, exposure, highlights, contrast, like you still have to adjust everything. It just mostly gets me a start on the colors that I want. So it's um, the edit that you think has been the best improvement. No, so that's, that's a piece of it. And then I think that knowledge of what different lenses actually do to a photo has definitely increased. Um, especially shooting portraits like the maternity photos I shot for Harry and Emily and these engagements I shot both were with telephoto lenses and I had heard about telephoto lenses and compression that comes from that and it just it's a little bit of a cheat code like it it, it makes that background look so like big and it just basically if you have a person and mountains way off in the distance telephoto lenses shrink that distance and then like blurs out that background really nice. So it just kind of, it makes your subject pop Mm. more so than just shooting with a high aperture. Um, And so the knowledge of lenses and then like renting lenses that I can't afford for specific shoots, that's been a game changer. Um, Instead of just shooting everything with my nifty 50 and calling it good being like, okay, I'm shooting some portraits. I want them to have this look. I'm going to go rent this lens um so you kind of have a thought of like this is the creative vision i have how what equipment do i need what editing style am i going to use to achieve that kind of a thing yeah i and so like if i think about a year from now or a year ago to now a year ago i was just so focused on like getting the exposure right like i just wanted to make sure that i used the camera correctly and i was getting a photo and then i started focusing a lot more on composition like how like the angles that i'm taking the photo at and then Mm -hmm. i feel like the next level above that is like i was saying more knowledge of the equipment like not just i have a camera i can go shoot photos but being like (laughs) different lenses are going to get you a different look like shooting it yeah anyway so no equipment and then composition and then yeah so it's just kind of leveling up one thing after another. Like I feel like the next level above where I am now would be, um, you know, having an assistant that if I feel like the highlights are too blown out, you know, holding up a big white diffusion thing over the, over the over the couple and, you know, or having an off camera flash to make sure that I get, like if I had an off camera flash that I could have set, I could have set up so that when I snapped the photo, it just put a flash on the couple it would have been very similar to the photos you saw, but they would have been just like beautifully. Do you remember when you helped me at that wedding? Totally. I was just about to say, Hey, if you need to fly me to Alaska or (laughs) any of these exotic places, just let me know. Deal. I will work you into the, to the (laughs) contracts. Um, I can nerd out about camera stuff a lot, but I do. I, 
I feel really good about the growth because it's not something that I was naturally good at. And I, I can't think of any other example in my life where I was like bad at something and then wanted to be good at it like bad enough that I kind of persevered through being shitty at it because that's mentally hard to do. I mean, that is a, a huge thing for anyone who wants to accomplish something or that has a goal or a vision of what they want in their life. First of all, it's hard enough just to even know what you want in this life. But once you yeah. realize that this is what I want, spending the time and the energy and the effort and the hours to get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better to the point where you're at. And obviously you feel like there's even more you can do, but totally, it's it's very, you know, it's got to be rewarding and you should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. Yeah. I feel really good about it. Uh, I'm really excited for the, I mean, if I look at the past year to now and if that kind of trajectory of growth continues year from now, year and a half from now, two years from now, I will be very, very happy. Yes, absolutely. Those magazine edits we that were was talking not a about. Joke. <laughs> absolutely. Um, those <laughs> That's magazine an inside ed- joke for those of you who don't know, because in previous episodes, I just said absolutely about 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, those magazine edits that I put on Instagram that I just I don't know why I took a picture of Aaron and her hair was kind of covering her face and like you couldn't really see anything other than like shoulders up and then like a ton of blue it just gave me this really editorial magazine cover vibe and so I I don't know it just popped into my head and I hopped into Canva googled magazine cover they have a bunch of templates I just changed the fonts to ones that I liked better. I moved a couple of things around, you know, added a barcode and posted it. And they were like, oh, shit, like, that's actually pretty fun because she didn't like the picture. She's like, Mm. yeah, I showed her the picture of like the hair in her face. And she's like, I don't love that. And then I edited it and she was like, "Okay, like, that's a pretty good picture. And then I did the magazine cover and she's like, "Okay, like, you've really done something there. (laughs) Yeah. And then later we were at a brewery and I made one of Spencer. No, 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 no. I hadn't done that yet. We were at the brewery when I made the one of Aaron and we showed it to her and Skylar and I kind of had the same idea at the same time. We were like, what if like your save the dates were like a, like the center, the card that you get in a magazine Mm. or something, or like, what if you kind of themed this like very editorial, very magazine vibe for like either your invites or your save the dates or something. And they were like, that's kind of cool. I hope I didn't spoil anything. (laughs) You better double check if we need to uh, edit that part out. (laughs) Okay. I will. (laughs) I mean, I don't Even if they, I don't know. I don't think that'll ruin it. I'll still ask, but yeah, that was really cool. And it also made me realize the type of photography that I want to do, because I know that I love taking good photos and getting a response from people. I feel like I'm ranting about my photography, so I'll wrap this up. But, um, you know, I have not really had a direction for that. I just knew that I love taking photos. I knew that taking, you know, photos for brands and products is like a way to do it. Um, I love doing landscapes and stuff like that because they get a lot of engagement and it makes me look really cool and it's really fun to travel. But when I made those edits, I started really thinking about how much I would enjoy doing editorial work, stuff for magazines, fashion, stuff like that. Wow. yeah, That'd I would really, cool. I would really love to do that. And then at the same time, kind of realized well, like we were there to take photos. Like we had a specific plan. They had put together specific outfits. And that's part of the reason why the photos look so incredible. Like it's very curated. There's a lot of intention behind it. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to like, I'm going to go on a hike and hopefully snap some bangers. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that I learned about myself on that trip, other than just, you know, I think editorial work would be cool, is that I would really like to do a lot more stylized shoots that have a lot of intention behind them. Like literally picking a Saturday, like having this vision for some photos that I want, and then getting a model to go out there with me, getting a makeup artist that I'll tag and everything, you know, making sure that the wardrobe matches the feel that I'm going for, and picking a location that's really sick, and then actually like curating a photo like building a set designing a photo and then snapping that perfect picture and i would love to do more of that as well and with halloween coming up and fall time like that's your vibe yeah already cooking i've got some great ideas already cool man well if you need a makeup artist i do know one uh who (laughs) (laughs) that's so mean (laughs) no just kidding julie anytime yes um but yeah, I have some really, really fun ideas coming up. Very good. Anything else you want to talk about for the Where, your uh, updates or recaps since our last episode for all of our fans out there? I mean, the biggest update is just that, like, yeah, photography is going super well. Freelancing. I need work. If anybody <laughs> has any photo or video needs, I am available. <laughs> good. At- Michael with a bunch of double letters. M-I-I-K-K-A-A-L-L. That's my Instagram handle. <laughs> MichaelColitis.com. HotNewHipHop.com. <laughs> Is that a real website? TrapBeats.com. You've never downloaded music illegally and had like the verbal watermark? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just I forgot about that. Listening <laughs> to a song at a party? HotNewHipHop.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old days. That was like LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or torrenting. Like, yeah. Do I, people still torrent? I hope not. Probably. Movies and stuff? I guess. It's. I guess, you, but I don't understand. You just pay $10 a month and you have all the music in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, literally. Right. People don't like change. Uh, I mean, that's that's all my updates, really. I feel like I traveled a bunch. Mom moved to Arizona. Um, so we helped her. Then I went to Alaska. Then I went camping. That was just this last month, though. I'm sure so much has happened before then. Uh, Lake Powell was sick. I had shingles. That was terrible. <laughs> I had to get a CT scan for the first time. Like a month later, everything turned out okay. That doesn't sound fun. No. But, uh, I mean, I'm looking at my Instagram, assuming that that's the best way to determine what's been going on in my life. Because <laughs> my, my camera roll is not That might helpful. be a problem. <laughs> What I mean, no. Oh, we we went to Garth Brooks. That was sick. Garth Brooks. We, cool. Our friend is a hurricane refugee now. Moved to New or- Ray. Moved to New Orleans for less than a month, and now he's back home because hurricane blew through Louisiana. Shout out Ray. Hurricane. Survivor. Shout out Ray. Our our, our hurricane. Hurricane. <laughs> our fourth uh, <laughs> listener. Yeah. So yeah, photography is going well. I shoot photos for two people or two companies pretty regularly. I'm planning two launches for them right now. Anyway, things well. Nobody gives a shit about my photography. It's been 20 minutes. Let's talk about you. Oh, me? I've been waiting 20 minutes for you to ask me that. That's all the time we have. (laughs) Curtains. Nobody cares about Nico. Thanks like for Like when Jimmy us. Kimmel invites Matt Damon on his show and then ends the show every time. Have you seen that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> All right. Anyways. Cheers first before you talk. Before I talk, Michael's like, I'm going to need a drink for this. I'm empty. Oof. I would take cheers. a quick break. Yeah, we'll give you a quick break and then I'll give my updates. All right, welcome back from intermission. We've refilled drinks. At least I have. Michael still has not a real cherry. That is not a maraschino cherry. Yes, it is. It's not a Luxardo cherry, which is what it's supposed to be. That's what I meant to say. Which is, I think, like a, a brand. I think they're branded cherries. Right. Can we have a cheers, though? All right. Cheers, cheers. brother. <laughs> Okay. Fuck, that's good. I wish I had that. I, mine's just a boring Maker's Mark and Coca Cola. I think I would rather. I didn't like this yesterday, but it is growing on me. But I do think I would rather have the Maker's. What this is it? I, it's just the cheaper High West whiskey, the American Prairie bourbon. Oh, that's so still just, really good. Yeah. A blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. Nice. Peter McKinnon on one of his videos I watched recently is drinking like a Woodford Reserve double barreled something. And he described it as maple syrup. And so now I want to try that. Gross. I don't think it's actually maple syrup because if it was, if that's what he wanted, he would have just bought like maple Jim Beam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Where anyway, does he live? Montana? Canada. They're all, all, every. Every one of those YouTube creators that I follow are Canadian. Every single one of them. Is that that's a strange coincidence? I don't think it is because tons of actors and actresses are also Canadian. Shit, tons of them. I feel like it's like Justin Bieber's Canadian. How many people live in Canada? Like less than the population of California. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's real. Actually, I found out all kinds of Canada facts recently. There are more United States citizens that live north of the southernmost Canadian point than Canadians because the southernmost point of Canada is actually includes a little sliver of the top of California. So it includes Washington, Oregon, Montana, like all that. Huh. And over 90% of Canadians live within 100 miles of the border. So it's just like this strip of Canadians. And then the rest of that is actual no man's land wilderness hmm maybe we should go across the border and get some biscuits and gravy eh almost made it <laughs> <laughs> littering in <laughs> somebody's gonna get that at least hopefully all right the real sh- the real we should probably the real ones. record this podcast otherwise we're gonna be here for like an hour and a half <clears throat> all right this is r- what our real conversation let's hear about are. you now <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Is no. there going to be more time for me to talk later? Or, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we could just continue to listen to you talk. It makes it a lot easier. No, I'm just trying to think of my favorite movie quotes. I'll just recite them to you, and then we'll call it, call it an episode. <laughs> I, I watched Like Mike like two nights ago. <laughs> That's good. Doesn't hit the same as when no? we were like 14. No. <laughs> it's a really weird movie. The other night. Crispin so... Glover is the creepiest actor in the entire world. Is that the main actor? No, the... Adult at the orphanage. Got it. I think that's his name. It's so funny because the other night, me and Julie were 
in bed going to sleep and we turned on Harry Potter as we've done 150 other times because <laughs> it's now like our I don't know what do but you I've seen lullaby it's a lullaby at this I've point. seen first person that the theme of Harry Potter starts and you subconsciously your CPAP goes on and you're out I just crashed <laughs> the mask goes on and, and it's just snoozing from there but I was thinking I've seen this so many times and I watch it with the subtitles on for mm-hmm. whatever reason because we try and keep the volume down and I still couldn't recite it word for word. And I was thinking about how you used to recite like Mike and Caddyshack from start to finish word for word. And I was like, I forgot how incredible that is actually. And not yes. just recite it word for word, but like you would go into the characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you gave like your, Mike. you gave your updates. I think, I think it's fair to say, so this is our first episode back since April 5th or whatever we decided that was. And I think it's, you know, fair to give a, a an honest reason as to why we stopped. And uh, I'll own up to it because it definitely was my fault. Um, and I was we, not happy about it. <laughs> no, Michael didn't want to stop. And it was my decision. And it was a tough one for sure because... You know, one week went by and Mike was like, hey, we got to record the podcast. And I was like, oh, we're not prepared. I, you know, we got we got to be prepared. And it was just procrastination. And then two weeks went by and then three weeks went by. And I was like, look, I'm just not in a position in my life that I want to sit in front of a camera and record. And he was like, OK, I mean, to give you credit, you were really cool about like, look, I understand whatever you need. And well, I mean, it. I don't want to interrupt your flow, but like, I don't, it doesn't take much to be like, I just can relate to being like, I don't have the capacity for this, like mental, emotional, whatever you want to, whichever one of you, I, I, I don't have it in me to sit down and do this with you. And like, what am I going to do? Be like, oh, come on. I don't know. So yeah, it was just like, all right, all good. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Take care of yourself. Yeah. No. And, and really it was like, you know, looking back on when that happened, it was, it was just, I had so much happening, you know, professionally in my life. So I had my full-time job, which was really getting very busy in the moment. I also was selling real estate also full-time. So I was basically doing two full-time jobs and then we would record this and I'm was editing it at nighttime and I was, overthinking the edit and overthinking the podcast and all of it really boiled down to just me feeling just overwhelmed and burnt out in a professional way in general. Yeah. And, you know, now looking back on it, um, I was clearly in like a rut and like I spent a few weeks, months, who knows, just in this kind of a fog it felt like. And, you know, I'm 33 years old and I don't know that I've ever felt like, you know, I've had depression before, but I think I can honestly say like, you know, it, yeah, obviously we all get just down sometimes and depressed. And it was like, I have all of this opportunity. I'm doing better in my life than I've ever done in my career. You know, I'm married, I'm happy. Like everything seems like it should be great. Why Mm -hmm. do I feel like shit all the time? 
And I think that's when it becomes depression when it's like, out, it's not anything you're doing or that someone else is doing. It's not even your situation. Like sometimes yeah. it just takes over. Yeah. And like, I mean, we were talking about this little offline and I, I felt like, you know, how honest do I want to be like on this podcast about how I have been feeling or how I was feeling at the time. And I think I'm okay talking about it now just because I, I really do feel like I've felt I felt better this week than I've felt in months, I feel like. And I think it's just taken that much time. And, and there's been a lot of change in my life recently. Um, so I stepped down from my full-time salaried position, and I'm now selling real estate full-time. Uh, our dad, Mark, and I have decided to – we've you know registered an entity. We're, we're starting our own real estate team, the Kaleidos Group. So cheers to that. For those of you who don't already know it, me, Nico, and Dad are all self-employed. <laughs> self-employed. And you know, fun employed, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and it was a little bit scary as it happened, but yeah, I was telling I was telling Julie and, and our neighbors the other day we were sitting around and this is the first time in my life since I was 13 years old that I haven't had an employer. So for 20 years, this is the first time I haven't had an employer and it's all on me. So it's exciting and scary and everything in between. But, you know, with all of that going down, I feel like I'm finally in a position where instead of it being a weight on my shoulders, it's exciting and refreshing. And um, yeah. I'm just really, really excited for what the future is has in store and has me excited about I'm excited creating about my this. own sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I'm excited to for this next chapter for you because um kind of in tandem with always having an employer, like I just feel like that ties really closely into your personality as a whole. Like you you're the type of person that kind of gets fulfillment from serving and from working and like having a purpose and like if that purpose is your wife or your family or your job like you like being useful like mm -hmm. you like being helpful you like having a job and doing a good job you know and yeah and i think that's what's honestly been the <clears throat> been a little bit of the struggle in the transition is because i've had an employer for 20 years and i've always taken my jobs very seriously you know it comes from my need to serve, right? My need to serve others, my need to, to fulfill my obligation. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people who've started their own business or, or, or have an entrepreneurial endeavor have this feeling that it's like, okay, you don't have anyone expecting something from you. You are setting your own expectations, yeah. which is good and bad because even though I had a lot of autonomy in my position for the last three years, I still had an employer and knew that there was something expected of me. And so I was able to deliver on it. Uh, yeah. And that's tough because that goes kind of very against, well, not against, but like it's in the same realm of something that we talked about in one of the episodes um, in, in the first season, we'll call it where we both kind of feel like it's, like any habit we were trying to build or anything like that, like 
I find it really easy to let myself down. Like I find it really easy to Mm -hmm. talk myself out of important tasks. Like I can like lie and cheat myself out of success and stuff like that. Like I can, I can let myself down super easy, but having an accountability buddy like you or or like, you know, whatever other things we were going to put in place that make the stakes higher than just letting ourselves down you know, was helpful. And so like, I feel like that's what makes being entrepreneurial extra tough for us is because, you know, we both seem to be pretty extrinsically motivated. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think being self-employed for us is going to be challenging. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that we have to keep in, keep into consideration. Luckily, like, you know, our dad's been pretty self driven and yeah you know totally. owned his own companies and managed his own things so he keeps me on track and you know we're pretty we have a really great um partnership in that you know he does a lot of really great things that i don't have and i do a lot of really great things that he doesn't have and so i think it's gonna be really successful so far so good but um, and soon when you guys need photo and video work for the houses you're selling yeah we already need some help. I need you to get out here and take our, you know, we need some lifestyle shots. I need some. Oh yeah, bangers Dude, I'll do for that. the gram. We're gonna be out there for Julie's premiere on weekend of the twenty fifth. Perfect. I just have to find somebody that I trust to watch the dog. All right. Well, if there's anyone listening that really loves a two hundred pound black German shepherd, eighty three pounds. We went to the vet two days ago. <laughs> Just kidding. 83 yeah. pounds. I thought he'd be more. I think Cole's dog. Only 83? Yeah. He's all fluff, I guess. Wow. I would think he'd be at least 100 pounds. He's a big dog. He's tall. He's long. He's like me. He's me in dog form. Yeah. <laughs> Lanky. Uh, anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. I, I tend to derail a conversation. I just wanted to kind of give some insight to the... to the Where we've been. Where we've been and kind of why it stopped and how we're going to you know i've taken the time to so there's the good thing about taking time off and and getting into a rut is you can use these experiences as opportunity and i've learned that in this transition that you know for whatever reason whether you know you go through uh, a feeling of you know a rut or whatever you're you're having some downtime to use it as an opportunity and i think that this is going to be a springboard for not only my business but also i think for this podcast and give us more time and more opportunity to cultivate this into originally what we wanted it to be and more than just a chance for us to chat and connect and create something together uh hopefully building something that you know, we can be very proud of, I mean, I'm already pretty proud of it, but yeah. something that is helpful to others and helpful to us. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I, I see this. And, you know, we've even gone back and forth about what this is supposed to be. And even when we do want to talk about productivity and stuff like pr- productivity tips and stuff like that, like, it's not because we're experts, and we have, you know, we're going to teach a class via podcast. It's that you and I are just like insatiably curious about getting better and improving ourselves and like 
we it's just in our DNA that we've literally always tried to get a little better and stuff like that. And so I see this as when we talk about that, that's like you and me in the process of learning those things ourselves. And so if people can listen in on it, be a fly on the wall, they can kind of learn with us. Mm-hmm. And I want to look back five years from now, you know, hundreds of episodes from now and be like, we've documented the come up, you know, mm-hmm. like I want to document that. I mean, that's kind of why I started making YouTube videos. Eh, a little update. I made two YouTube videos hey. <laughs> and then took a week off. But the what's in my bag video coming soon. Um, Cause I do get asked that a lot. I've had so many of you ask. Anyway, I do. Anyway, um, that's how, that's what I see this as is like being able to look back and be like documenting where we started having a vision of where we're going to go. And then when we're either there or closer to there, you know, being able to listen to all of that and watch all of that and totally look back on all of that, that, that's what I want this to be. So when we do talk about productivity or, you know, habit building or, you know, softwares and technologies that we use to try and make us more efficient, like all of those things aren't because we're experts and people should learn from us. It's that we're in the middle of it, like come be in the middle of it with us and like as we go. Yeah. So I do have a productivity tip. Well, probably not a tip, but a comment, little segue. I finished a book today on the way driving to the office and uh, it's a pretty popular book, but I've always thought it was really dumb. Um, and I, I had an audible credit and it was like at the top, top of the list in like the business productivity section. Um, have you read uh, unfuck yourself? No. <laughs> I mean, I think it, Sky has. It's, I know a lot of people have. It's really good. Now, I'm not saying that I read it because I feel like I'm my life is fucked or anything. <laughs> I just think that uh, I think I was actually like halfway through it and had finished a different book and was just trying to cl- go through and finish all my audible books that I hadn't finished yet. But damn, it was really, really good, I thought. I thought I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. And I think you really would like it. Basically he has, it talks a lot about self-talk and it's something that I've really learned about myself in the last few months that I didn't think was a issue, but I never really like listened to my own thoughts. You know what I mean? Like we all have an internal conversation. Yeah. We have sub conscious thoughts that really control our actions and it talks a lot about that um that's sky and i were just talking about this because i feel like i have a very very strong inner monologue to the point where like i often every single day have actual conversations like back and forth like my thought response from my inner monologue you know another thought kind of response from my inner monologue and like i was telling skyler like how how bizarre it gets sometimes where it feels like I'm talking to another person, not another personality or anything, just like I have a very strong inner monologue, so much so that it like narrates everything I do and comments on everything I do. And even like when I'm trying to make a decision, it's like there's me kind of thinking about it and then that inner voice also thinking about it. And Skylar was like, everybody has an inner monologue. I was like, first of all, not everybody. Some people don't have one they can't hear their own thoughts i don't i don't i didn't think i did until i started trying to cultivate like 
thinking about how I feel. Like, what do I want? What do I, why am I feeling this way? What do I even feel? And what, you know, just thinking about my own thoughts Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I've, I don't have that inner monologue that just comes naturally. My whole life, it's been loud, like loud in my head constantly. Well, I mean, I have thoughts, obviously. It's just not like a, a stream of, conversation or or i'm realizing that i'm having an inner monologue i have thoughts and i don't know but my point that i'm trying to make is he, it, it gives like he has like seven statements to, to live by or whatever that um to help change your inner thoughts or your monologue or to your self-talk and uh, i found it really helpful and there's a i i thought about reading off one chapter not one full chapter but like it's like a page a page and a half um that's at the end of the book um called you are going to die but it's a little mental mori <laughs> yeah kind of like that but um yeah i'll send you i have the text and i'm going to send it to you because i found it like damn that's deep and i found it very helpful but basically it's saying you know, it's not anything you haven't ever heard before, but like if you're lying on your deathbed, you're not going to regret the things you didn't achieve or the stuff that you didn't do. You're only going to regret the stuff that you didn't try and do that you wanted to. Yeah. You know, all of the books that you read, all of the smart ideas that you had, all of the plans and, and things you put together, all of our productivity tips that we have suggestions on and never act on. Those mm-hmm. are the shit you're going to think about if you're fading away and about to die. And this is uh, so funny. Sorry. It really hit home for me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's very, very relevant because when I think about that concept or like memento mori or anything like that, the number one thing that I was most scared of and that was always getting in my way is just this like deep, deep, deep fear of being humiliated, which was very closely tied with codependency, hmm. which only up until a couple of years ago, I realized was the core problem to like all of my other problems. I didn't have any self. I didn't have a sense of self. I had no identity if I wasn't with other people. Like when I, with, when I was with a group, I knew where I belonged in the group. If I had a significant other, it was me and this significant other. Like I just was very, very dependent. And you helped me through this in 2018. Like, there were people in my life that like I could not detach from and I, mm-hmm. di- I couldn't even imagine a world where I was like just me. Mm-hmm. And then that, that was like this huge red flag where that was a problem. And so when I, what helped me is starting to realize like, imagine none of these people that you're scared of losing exist. And I went like a weekend where I just pretended none of them existed. And I was like, this sounds darker than it is, but it's like, I was like, damn, like the world keeps turning. I can stand on my own two feet. Like I'm a whole person. Like I'm a be all right. <laughs> kind of yeah. like when the earthquake happened and I was like crumbling and you like snapped me out of it. You're like, Michael, you need to realize that like, you'll be all right. Yeah. If you're all scared and flustered like this, like you're not going to stand a chance if something bad does happen. Like, so you need to just recognize you're strong, you're smart, you're going to get through whatever. And I was like, damn, you're right. And so when I think about like when I'm lying on my deathbed, I'm going to be so mad at myself if like fear of what other people are going to think or like what if people make fun of me for trying or like what if I make this YouTube video and people make fun of me like 
if that's literally the only thing that stopped me, I'm going to be so mad at myself. So long way of saying that like the rest of my life started when A, I liked the person looking back at me in the mirror, but B, I realized that he can stand on his own two feet and he's a whole person. And even if he lost everything that he thought was his whole world, like the sun will go down and then come back up and then you go make new friends. You go find, you know, another job, like what all the things that I felt I like were my identity are not. And like that, finding that sense of self was very, very helpful. Yeah. I mean, that is a, a, that is truly amazing. And um, I was just talking about that tonight at dinner, which is crazy, which is what that, why that all was connected. Yeah, no, it is very connected. It's absolutely connected. And it's something that, you know, I've been thinking about a lot lately too. And it's funny. I saw a, a thing on Instagram. It was like a, a meme or something of some guy holding a sign. Mm-hmm. Maybe you saw the same one. Yeah, well, the same, it's the guy, it's his whole account, the guy with the sign. <laughs> Anyways, it says, Hey, that thing that you're really struggling with right now, you're going to get over it. Just like that other thing that you got over. Yeah. I saw that today as well. <laughs> and also there's another thing going around. I've seen it both in posts on Instagram and like as audio on TikTok, where it's just the whole concept of like, what if it turns out better than you ever imagined? Yeah. And I love that because I feel like so many people go, well, what if, but bad. Yeah. And then I like the counter, like, what if it turns out better than you're even imagining? Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, so deep. I was listening. I'm almost through after I finished that book, I continued listening to, um, the obstacle is the way by your guy. What's his name? Good. Yeah. 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 What's the author? Ryan holiday. Ryan. Holiday. Yeah. So we were, we were, went for a run today, me and Julie and I listened to that book on my run because I'm strange and don't listen to music, but like audiobooks when I'm running. Yeah. And, uh, the part that I was on is, I don't remember the chapter, but it was, uh, about Edison and his shop that he had built. Like he spent yeah. like 15 years yeah. building this amazing factory of all of his inventions and, you know, paperwork and everything that he's built for 15 years and it started to burn down and he had his son with him. And, and what did he, and then he's sorry, you can say, no, it. no, no, you can say it because I probably will butcher it. But he told his son something like, go get your mom and all of your brothers and sisters. They're never going to see a fire like this. Like, yes. Dude. Instead of being like, fuck my life's work for 15 years has just burnt to the ground. He said, he I said, he said, gather that. everyone, like G- gather, gather everyone, They're gather never everyone to see a fire like this. Right. Which is to me that sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're right. I mean, it's incredible because the ability to have your whole world literally burn to the ground and in that moment have a level of acceptance that this is my moment. There's nothing I can do to change this. I just need more fati. Yeah. I need to appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I definitely, definitely, definitely. That's what see it was. More fati. Love everything, mm-hmm. even the bad shit. I definitely see how that ties into what we were just talking about. Um, but that Thomas Edison part, uh, something that really comes to mind when I think about it is the separating things that you can control and things that you cannot control. Because I've had like debilitating anxiety my whole life, so much so that I feel like I used to take on a lot of other people's burdens. And like, if there was someone I cared about, like it would consume me and just like I would really, really get like really worked up 
and like my brain would get in knots mm-hmm. over all kinds of stuff. And like 99% of it, I didn't actually have any control over. Right. And COVID actually helped me conquer that because I just came face to face with it. And I, I just got to this, this point where I had to go like, I don't have any control over that. Right. And I, I never used to be able to do that. But like, so that's what that his shot burning down means to me is he's like, yeah, he could sit there and wither and wallow and he doesn't have any control over it. Like, it's on fire. I can't put can't, it. I, can, yeah, I can't, can't go back in time. Like it's already on fire. Go get everyone. This fire's fucking huge. Like, yeah, but you're, you're never going to see a fire like this. Oh, it's the uh, Amor Fati coin from oh, Ryan nice. Holiday. I didn't, and then, so it, it's a, it's a fire. Explain it because I don't know what this so means. the amorphati coin and the symbol for amorphati is a fire another quote from one of the stoics is that like everything you throw into a fire becomes fire so everything that happens to the fire becomes part of the fire it consumes everything in its path and so when you think about challenges and obstacles that come your way like instead of thinking about like these things are happening to the fire you just turn those things into so you're the fire yeah. and everything that happens to you becomes part of the fire so you don't waste time like this was a good thing that happened to me. This was a bad thing that happened to me. It's a thing that happened and now it's a part of you. And so the back of the coin says not merely to bear what is necessary, but to love it. Right. Like, like beyond just accepting what happens, but like being super thankful for what happens. Yeah. I'm really learning a lot about stoicism and what Ryan. Can you see why I'm so fucking amped on it? Yeah, and I was not a fan to begin with, to be honest. I'm like, oh, this is some fucking feel-good Because it bullshit. seems very fluffy, very lovey-dovey. It's very fluffy, yeah. but, you know, it's real. And maybe I needed to have some real shit to feel like it made sense to me, but it really does, and it applies to everything in your life. It you know? hit me at the right time, and it, yeah, so whenever it hit you, it, it makes sense. So I had tried to get through that book, which I've still not actually finished, for so long and i gave it to spencer and he finished it on the plane <laughs> i asked him how many books he he, he speed reads i oh, showed man. him a meme and and he went like this he went <laughs> i went you didn't read that he's like yeah i did and he like recited it back to me i was like how the fuck did you read that that fast and then i went how many books have you read and he said i don't know a few thousand jesus and i i called him a liar loudly on the airplane <laughs> and he's like there were summers where i read like a few hundred books like, wow. What? That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. He's a actual superhero. <laughs> um, he looks like a superhero in your magazine edit for sure. The yeah. One of him in that jacket on the Dude, top. Dude, I of the asked mountain. him for so long who makes that goddamn jacket and he wouldn't tell me and then I finally checked the tag and it's just like made in this place. I'm like there's not even a name on it. Like what? Are you the Joker? You made your own clothes? <laughs> I killed a sheep for this jacket and so did Spoiler alert, myself. Spencer. It's by a company called Overland. <laughs> <laughs> he did eventually tell me, and we tagged them in a picture. He's like, because we took the couple's photos, and he's like, can you get some of just me in this jacket? I kind of want to tag Overland. I was like, yeah, I can do that for sure. <laughs> Dude, you, wait till you see the rest of these photos. I've only posted like five pictures from Alaska. I love it. I have memory cards full of photos. I can't wait. <clears throat> Speaking of stoicism, Tuesday is my first appointment to finish my sleeve. And the whole elbow to wrist is going to be all philosophy, not just stoicism specifically. But Sick. It's going to be so sick. 
So I'm going to be in your neck of the woods one week from today. Mm-hmm. And I think Julie's cousin is going to give me a tattoo. Hell yeah. Can you squeeze me in? Why is it always about you? Everything's about me. Can't you just be like, that's sick. I'm excited for you to get that tattoo. Can I come watch you get it? Yeah, let's cut this out. I don't want people to think I'm an asshole. <laughs> just kidding. I keep saying that throughout the podcast, but we don't actually cut anything out. That's important for me to state. <laughs> yeah, Nico, that's so sick, dude. You're getting a tattoo. <laughs> that was a good rewind noise, huh? Yeah, it's like you should be a beatboxer. Nope. Do people still do that? <laughs> yeah, there was a audio on TikTok that went super viral. It was the, the one where like, do 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 do, and people would like say one thing and be like, "Oh, something else." You, you see that trend? No. So, like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. Please gonna. <laughs> Please gonna. Need you to gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I wanna. I wanna gonna. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh. <clears throat> Swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, season two, episode one. This has been fun. Um, I appreciate the vulnerability, Nico. I actually like. I kind of wish you would have gone first. Because I feel like the first half is me just bragging about how good I am at photography. And then like the whole second half is us going back and forth about this really good stuff. But I like how it ended up. So thanks for listening, everybody.